Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 159, looking at 1 Kings 3 and 4, 1 Corinthians 15 and the first 34 verses, and then Psalm 67. And first we head into the book of 1 Kings, and I have a question for you. If you were ever asked by God what your deepest desire was, would you have responded like Solomon? Maybe you would have said riches, or good health, or a certain job or a certain house. I think very few of us would have asked for wisdom. Yet Solomon's request was to understand the difference between good and evil and know how to lead the people to be faithful and good, steering them away from the evil that Satan tried to trap them in. We see that the Lord's blessing was true. In the latter half of chapter 3, he begins to understand a complex problem and is given that wisdom in how to resolve the situation. So not only has God granted Solomon his desire, but the desire of wisdom, even in itself, shows how wise Solomon was. Now I find myself reflecting on this. We do not need to ask for wisdom ourselves, for God has already given it in his word. I think we need to ask for a desire to be in the word of God and to have our hearts and minds transformed by the words that we read so that the wisdom of God that he has already provided can be truly grasped in our lives. You see, this very devotion series of a Bible in a year is designed for that purpose, that you would know God and know his ways. I was recently talking to someone and reminding them the purpose of this daily reading program, which is Psalm 1-2, that we are made more complete, that we are finished off, that we are fully equipped when we truly grasp the word of God, meditating on it day and night. That is our wisdom, the word of God in our own hearts and minds. We now head into 1 Corinthians and the first 11 verses of chapter 15 focus on the true gospel, the gospel that Paul received, lived out and now passes on to others. It is the gospel of Jesus, taking the place that we deserved on the cross and providing himself as an eternal atoning sacrifice for our sins. It is of first importance, meaning there is no other discussion, no other element of spiritual life as important than the Son of God coming to save sinners. The whole of the Old Testament builds to this, and the whole of the New Testament shows the results of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And notice that Paul encourages us to hold fast to such a truth. We'll face temptation to wander away from it, but we must hold fast, as if we're set in concrete, not letting go of that truth. For it's only this first importance gospel that truly saves. The key to that gospel of Jesus was his resurrection. You see, if there was no resurrection, then there would be no power, death would have won, and sin would not have been defeated. It would be as if Jesus was like any other sacrifice. For a period of time, it covered the people, until the next sin. But because he did rise, because sin is defeated, because death has lost its sting, then we can truly be in Christ, for he is Lord over all. He was the eternal sacrifice. Therefore, we imitate in our own lives the death and resurrection of Jesus. In our salvation, our old life dies and we take on a new one in Jesus. Yet in our own earthly death, we also take on a new position, eternal life with Christ through faith in Christ. So not only is our earthly life changed, but our eternal destination is also changed. I think we often forget this. Our life on earth is not the end. Yet we live as if it was. We care more about possessions and what others think of us and less about eternity and who will be with Jesus. If you think about it, it's a little bit crazy that we often focus on, say, 80 years of our life, but we only give a fleeting thought to eternal life with Jesus. If Jesus really is Lord, if sin really is defeated and death really is not the end, 
Should we not focus our attention on that joy-filled eternity? Let me put it another way. When was the last time you made a decision based on eternity rather than earthly motivations? Finally, today we have Psalm 67. And verse 1 is an Old Testament priestly blessing passed down through the generations. To have the Lord look upon you was to have his blessing shine into your dark world. It was a prayer or a meditation focusing the request not on material gain, but spiritual blessing from the Lord. During the COVID season, many versions of the song called Blessing or The Blessing have been done. The song strikes the right tone for it seeks the spiritual blessing from God, especially in a time of trouble. The response of the people is to praise and worship God for giving his divine attention to the good of mankind. You see, this is an important aspect of prayer, that we return praise to God, not to ourselves or any other. When you pray before God, do you praise him for what he has done? You see, he has already looked upon you with blessing. He has saved you, providing you with salvation through his crucifixion and resurrection. So before we even pray, before we come to our Father with our needs, we should first praise the Lord for his face did shine upon us and continues to shine upon us every day we live out our salvation in his name. Let's close our time out by praying. We truly praise the name of Jesus for it's in Jesus we find our salvation, we find our hope, we find our very lives. And so Father, we praise you for sending Jesus and we ask that the Spirit would help us each day to live out our lives focused on eternity, not earthly gain. Father, we pray that through the Spirit you would help provide wisdom and understanding and how to navigate this world, how to navigate our lives so that we would reflect the gospel of Jesus, that first importance gospel that truly saves sinners. And Father, as we ask for these things, we are confident that you will provide them and assured through faith in Jesus that you have heard us and you will answer us. And so we pray in his name. Amen.